This series is produced by the folks at Vic Health, Victoria's health promotion agency. Sometimes some of that barrier there is that that sense of failure. And what I like about the community garden is that it was shared. The successes are shared. And so that that the failures also divided (laughs) amongst us. Hello and a big welcome to In Good Health. I'm your host, Dr. Sandro. I'm a medical doctor, public health expert, VicHealth CEO and foodie. Well, for these last episodes of the season, we have some very special guests for you. We'll be talking to two of our fantastic Future Healthy Community Champions about how they're impacting their community's health and wellbeing to create a healthier future for all. Future Healthy is our latest initiative from VicHealth, a vision for Victoria where no young person is denied a future that's healthy regardless of their postcode, bank balance or background. But we know we can't do it alone. That's why we're working with 14 incredible community champions, a diverse group of young people and parents from right across our state who are passionate about creating healthier communities. Our first guest today is Felicia Lau. Felicia is a mum of three kids who's all about community and bringing people together. Along with her husband, Felicia started a veggie patch that turned into an ever-growing community garden, bringing with it stronger connections between her and her neighbours. In today's episode, we'll call Felicia and discuss just how she started cultivating food, as well as the importance of community and the many benefits that it can bring. Let's give her a call. So how are you? I'm good. I'm super excited by this conversation because uh, I am also... A, a bit of a self-professed foodie. I don't know if you're allowed to do that, but I, I do love food. Yeah. In an Italian family, obsessed with food. Food was always a center of everything. Is, is this like is this like a lifelong love for you as well? I, th- I think more so when um, we've had kids and we've been a little bit more conscious about what's being put on the table and yeah, and really um, growing and learning our kids in the process. So I would say, like, we've always loved going out, but having, like, really good food on our home table has really been a family kind of thing. That's awesome. So tell me about your kids. Yeah, so I've got three kids. My eldest, Jesse, he's in grade one. Then I've got two girls. I've got Elsa. She's in kinder. She's just turned five. And... I've got our youngest, who's a busy two-year-old, Ali. Awesome. Yeah. And, and are, they, are they big foodies? Do they love their food too? Yeah, they do. I think especially the girls, they really, um, they generally love their food. My middle one, she's so good. Her lunchbox is always clean. It doesn't matter what I, <laughs> I put awesome. in it. So it's so good. <laughs> and so food, food kind of changed for you when you had kids. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, I think especially when um, you first become a mum, and you're in this journey of starting your baby on solids mm. and you're getting, you know, a fair amount of input from health professionals, maternal child health nurse, what works with babies that age, what doesn't, what texture it should be. Um, you're a little bit more conscious about um, the nutritional value. So you're just a bit more conscious of food groups. And then people are talking about it a lot more. So then mm. you have mum friends. And so there's a connectedness there in terms of food and everyone's talking about it. What are you giving your baby? It's a topic. It's, mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a hot topic in motherhood, actually. Does it feel, I mean, I suppose there's a sense of, um, you know, were, were you kind of exploring and, and, and learning yourself as you, were, 
as you were doing that? I mean, were these things that were kind of new to you exploring kind of, you know, yeah. what foods are high in what, what sort of nutrients and particularly for young kids at that age? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I had to learn everything as I went along. I hadn't taken so much conscious notice. Um, and yeah, as a mummy, you kind of do. And and I think in the age of social media, it, it made it a little bit easier as well. And even with my third child, um, I was still learning and following like um, people on Instagram, dietitians on Instagram, things like that, changing up variety, um, ways to present food to your baby. So, yeah. Because it's not, it, I mean, it's not just about the food itself, is it, as a parent? Uh, it's, a, it, it's also about like the things you do with the food, the, the way, you know, interacting and touching it and, Absolutely. and experimenting with it. And was that, was that kind yeah, of... Yeah, and exploring. And yeah, exploring I mean, food. food yeah. I was always told uh, as a kid, you know, don't play with your food. But actually, then I went to med school and realized that absolutely kids should be playing yeah. with their food. It was like, food is fun until one. Don't stress <laughs> out about it. Food is fun until one. I'm like, okay. oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just enjoy it. And so, and so how, right. did you, yeah. how did you explore those, like the things around food, you know, the, the cooking, the sharing? I mean, did that come naturally to you? with your kids was it easier or harder with the first or or, or the, the later kids no I said I'd have to do a lot of learning through um my support networks and my sister my older sister she had already had kids that helps a lot the maternal child health nurse has little booklets they've got posters up and then the friends who are just journeying with you they've got mm. they've got Barb's mother's group whatever and learning together no I totally had to learn everything <laughs> from the start when did the growing food, because you're, it's not for you, it's not just about eating food or preparing food, but, you know, growing produce is also a big thing for your family. When did that start? How did that start? Yeah, well, that's a, that's a newer thing. I mean, we've always tried to grow things along the way, but it was really locked down last year um, when we, when we entered that hard lock that kind of gave us that impetus um, to do it, partly mm. because we were restricted in the number of activities we could do. Um, and my my husband sort of drove elements of it and I drove other elements of it to make it a family thing. So, you know, we, we needed to get out. My husband kind of lost all his sporting activities. So it was a really good way to get out. We wanted to do something that could involve all three children and they're at different developmental stages. And then I was really keen to incorporate it into um, our family life in that we were already doing um, juicing as a family. Mm. We'd gotten into that a little bit before. Juicing things, making juice out yeah. of things. Yeah. So cold pressed okay. juice. We inherited one. Um, my my ma- uh, my mother in law passed away a couple oh, of years sorry. ago, and she she was doing a lot of juicing. That was kind of her okay. thing. And so when she passed away, we inherited this amazing juicer. Um, and it was kind of a legacy for us that we could kind of keep this going. It's really nice That's family so thing nice. to do. And the kids loved it. And the kids loved it. They loved putting all the veggies in, the fruits in, and then we get juice coming out because they're part of the process mm. in that and- way. So it's really nice. That's so nice. So like, it's not only tradition and something that's passed down, which is, is yes. so, I mean, yep. there are so many, I think for me as well, thinking about my own childhood, there are so many kind of, you know, whether it's the, whether it's the 
you know, the passata making machine that kind of smushes That's the right. tomatoes and the juice yeah. comes out. Very yeah. similar. And my nonna gave it to my my parents and and I've got one yes. given given to me and you kind yeah. of take it with That's you. That's so nice. It's such a nice part of the tradition, but also getting getting involved as a family. It's like something that represents not just food, but also um, you know, common activity and even I suppose love and and family and connection in many ways. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. It's done that for us. And this was kind of an extension of that juicing at the time my so my second child's got a disability she's got a diagnosis of down syndrome and we integrated everything in there she was doing um sort of vegetables and fruits with her speech pathologist we were helping her categorize and we were helping her with language her speech so language actually knowing what the items were and then actually expressing it Mm-hmm. And we were sort of helping her categorize things like vegetables grow in the ground, fruits grow on the trees. So this was a really nice way to integrate it all. Um, I realized through lockdown, actually, that she learned way better. And actually, a, a lot of children do. But because she's got developmental disabilities, it, it sort of was a little bit more pronounced, I think, mm-hmm. with her learning. We realized that she learned way better hands-on. Mm-hmm. So doing the veggie garden was an extension of that. It was about getting out mental health, fresh air, um, family connectedness, actually, you know, producing something together and having that sense of um, success and working together as a team. Then there was a speech kind of therapy integrated in there. And then it, a lot of that flowed into the legacy as well. We could integrate it. So there, there were lots of little bits that came together, really, that made our family go, yeah, let's do this, um, because that initial setup is a bit of an investment. Yeah, so tell me, I mean, I just think you've described so well, like all of the things that we often forget come with really great food. Um, we often think yeah. about, you know, food is is kind of something that takes time, and if we're lucky, we get some energy or calories or, you know, some something tasty back. But all of the things that you described along the way, not just for little ones, but the mm. big ones like you and I as well. I mean, you know, mm. connecting, learning, being outside, you know, history, connection, family, you know, all of these pieces that come with interacting with, with food and kind of growing and preparing and, and, and even, you know, touching and smushing and, and, and kind of, um, yeah. you know, coming in contact with food as, as, as young ones develop and, and, I just think it's so, yeah, it's amazing how much you manage to kind of get out of that experience for your kids and with your kids. Yeah, absolutely. And because we got so much out of it, we then went to further extend it. Tell me about your own backyard. So let take take me to your backyard. Okay. For those who those of you who can't make it, uh, describe for me what I see if I'm if I'm in your backyard, you know, visiting your veggie garden. Okay. Well, like what it looks like. Okay. So we go, we go out our um, side door into the backyard it's nice sort of rectangular backyard and right bang smack in the middle um, against the wooden fence we've got um, a bit of a veggie patch there it's got a cute little white border picket fence because that was my thing I want to make it look pretty but um, and so we've had peas in there we've had lettuce in there we've got kale we had cherry tomatoes in there we tried to do pumpkins we got baby pumpkins mm. um 
just little small ones there we've we've had carrots in various locations it's not all nice and neat but the kids did um label them mm. <laughs> so we got the kids to and that was one of the ways they got involved they made little placards um illustrated it we laminated it and then put it on the back of a chopstick and went in the ground so there are little like cute labels that the the kids could get involved in helps to keep track yeah growing your own food can bring many benefits including eating fresher and tastier food producing less waste and saving money it can also be a great way to spend more time outdoors keep active and even help us connect with our local community and neighbours. In fact, a recent survey on pandemic gardening by the Australian Food Network Sustain found that 72% of people reported that gardening greatly improved their mental health. But when it comes to growing food, sometimes it can be tricky to know where to begin, let alone getting others involved. So how do we look at making those first important steps? Felicia is here to share her story and answer these very questions. This sounds amazing. And so if I'm, a, if I'm listening and I want to start a veggie patch at home with my kids or my partner or even in a share house, like what, what would be, what are the kind of practical first steps that you would recommend from your own experiences? Yeah, well, I'll have to admit, um, Peter, my husband kind of did a lot of those initial first steps. Mm-hmm. And um, so have Peter as a husband. He... Got it. Okay. That's, yes. That's yeah. One. First step. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Look, a lot of it was support online, actually. Mm. There are some pretty good um, kind of gardening groups on Facebook. He joined that. There's a lot of trial and error, and that's mm. why I say that in initial setup um, is a bit of an investment because mm. where, when you're starting out, um, there's going to be a little bit of trial and error, and I think people can get put off because mm. of that. What, what, are, what were the initial setbacks that you had that, like, you, you, you don't want people to you know, be thrown by or or you want to warn people of? Yeah, I think um, sometimes with, uh, like Peter was telling you with the seedlings that he tried, sometimes they didn't quite work out or like mm. he'd, or he'd get advice online and then he'd try to accommodate it. Like if people say, how do you grow seedlings? And then his wasn't growing and then they'd say, oh, you need a little bit more air in there. And he'd drill holes into this carton and try and get more air in there or he'd try and get more humidity in there. And then things wouldn't grow. Then he'd put it in the shed and then try and grow it. And then that grew too fast. <laughs> so there was a lot of like a little bit of back and forth. And I yeah. think that that process, you've got to be okay with that process of not getting it right the first time. Mm. I think if you, you absolutely, you know, um, and enjoying that as well because he said actually it was kind of fun like learning and experimenting so going with like a bit more of a fun attitude than needing to have an absolute product from your first attempt it's got to grow like it's got to be lush like you <laughs> see it, on give Facebook. it a go just giving it a go yeah give it a go and having fun in the process the journey yeah. itself is yeah so tell me, tell me about because the not only did the plants grow in this case, but the garden grew too. So the garden got bigger. In fact, it kind of took on its own life 
in your local community. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah, so it, it grew bigger in the sense that uh, we extended it into the community. So this year with this lockdown, um, this hard lockdown, I just had this sense like, you know, it, we got so much back from it. It was hard to start. What can I do to get people on this journey with me? So I, I had this idea to do community garden, but then like, how, how do you start one? Mm. And we had to simplify it and make it accessible. Yep. to people as well so then I had this idea of getting planters so we had one actually awesome. ours was growing well yeah. ours was growing well that's why I said we can do this as a community because the planters were growing really well yeah. and so the $29 planter soil was six dollars mm-hmm. and and you chucked it in there and it was portable and I basically put a word out to our neighbors and I said hey let's start a community garden who would be willing to um, invest $35 and add to the community garden? So we've got seven planters. Seven we, planters. We had, yeah, so we wow. had seven planters and I said, the produce is shared. Yep. Uh, we're going to shed in the planting. And then people came forward and went, well, I've got seeds for this. I've already got this in, in my garden. I can bring some seedlings. And, and it sort of took on its own life. Like people wanted to be part of this. That's in different awesome. ways and then it was great for the kids it was hard lockdown there were no playgrounds and basically how we set it up we live on a corner mm-hmm. we're on a corner block and we've got it just on that corner which actually has quite a lot of foot traffic because it leads into um a walking and bike path mm-hmm. so it was we, we had to find somewhere to put it somewhere that but i didn't want it like easily. someone yeah somewhere that people could access freely and mm-hmm. it it didn't feel like it was just ours, like we yeah. owned it. Not so like, very quickly it yeah. became kind of part of the community. Once again, food and growing food yes. created connection and yes. a sense of connection across the community. I mean, did it? was that community there? Did it create community in your street or was it already like a really close street and this bumped it along? Like how's it developed the relationships even in your local area? Um, so, so a little bit of both. Basically at, at the end of last year's lockdown, and, and seeing how the lockdown sort of progressed. So in that same corner where now the community garden is, I used to put a teddy bear out there during last year's lockdown. So a lot of people had them in okay. the windows, but mine was physically on that corner. And it, and the bear used to um, change outfits um, <laughs> according to the season. So, so people, people loved it. So there was a it. sense of and community already, but this sort of took it to that next there level. There was. Right. And then last Christmas, um, I I just went, let's invite everyone to a Christmas party. We did a letter drop Christmas party. We started a Facebook group. So in essence, there was a Facebook group for the neighborhood, which now has about 130 people, 130 neighbors um, in it. So, so there was a little bit of a connection there. And then this sort of took it, it bumped it up even more during this lockdown um it gave it gave people the ability to intersect with their community at whatever level they were at so there were people who just wanted to kind of have a look and they did they'd walk past and they just have a little peek and that and that was part of it like sometimes that's all the exposure that people need they're just only ready for a little bit they just want to have a look and then there were people who 
didn't know anything about veggies, but they want to be part of it. So they went, I'll buy one. I'll buy one. And they were able to contribute financially in that way, physically and mm-hmm. financially in that way. And then there were other neighbours who um, clearly have a green thumb. <laughs> they came along <laughs> and they were almost doing little like tutorials. Oh, that's like, awesome. This is how you dig it. And the kids were learning. My kids were there and this neighbour came and um, was showing them how to plant. A, a lot of the younger kids in the neighbourhood, we left watering cans out there and gave them access to our front tap. So they'd come during the whole of lockdown this year and various people would just come and water it. And the kids, I think, just love watching. I think people actually, not just kids, people in general love watching things grow. Mm. There's something about um, growth um, that kind of lifts an individual. So that's been really fun. And the one that we left one actually for the kids to just kind of dig and they just threw seeds in there. And we went, that one won't grow. Let's leave it like a, a bit of a mud pit. And guess what? It's actually grown. So it's full of full of plants. <laughs> yeah, we, we we don't know what's in there because the kids just <laughs> chucked in a whole bunch of seeds, and they were digging and stirring and watering. Um, and it was a bit of a PlayStation, but it's actually it's growing. Yeah, it's a, it's amazing. It's, I suppose it's um, I mean that that the little pot of mixed seeds that's growing beyond your your expectations is kind of an analogy for the whole garden in many ways. I mean, the idea that you've created something that's so simple and low cost and, and, you know, low barrier of entry as well. Like you, you didn't start out as a, yes. as a guru gardener, but you kind of, yeah. anyone, as you say, anyone can bring what they want, experience something at their own kind of level of expertise and just share stuff and just be, be themselves with, with, with the people around them and be in a kind of a place that's um you know accepting and welcoming for everyone uh but but a common a common mission i mean how much do you think how, how much do you think that that's an important part of it that kind of common mission or the you know the focus of growing plants to to be able to kind of create yeah. the community that you have absolutely i think that that shared experience um is critical but it's shared and um i think there there's a level of connectedness um, that comes with that range of shared experiences and it brings ownership um, into play which kind of cycles on itself that ownership share the experience uh, we're in this together so it's it's yeah it's really uplifted um, the the community the community spirit we now have neighbors dropping off their own produce I have to ask though, are you going the, the big Christmas yep. party this year? Are you gonna are you growing some of your own veggies? Are you gonna have home, you know, your own community cucumbers at the Christmas party this year? I would love to. That's that's such a such a great idea, actually. We should. Um we, we've organized for one of the neighbors to dress up as Santa. So Santa should ha- hand out oh, hand out seedlings <laughs> and these, seeds and yeah, a few cucumbers, cucumbers and- from the garden. <laughs> that sounds that's awesome. a great idea. Thanks for that one. <laughs> So, so final question, Felicia. I mean, you you you've been part of Future Healthy, which is our um, Vic Health's new program focused on uh, supporting young people, and you're a champion, a community champion within the Future Healthy um, initiative and movement. What I mean, that's right. How, yep. how does what's the plan? What's the next step? Well, what what would you love people to hear in terms of creating their own healthy future in 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 their community from your experience? What would be your advice or mm-hmm. or um, you know your pearls of wisdom yeah I, th- I think uh, alongside kind of um, what we've been talking about what I'd love to see is people adopt this 
we mentality when it comes to well-being and health and and in doing so um, you're willing to partner and invite other people along with your health journey and that can be physically that can be emotionally socially mentally spiritually wherever you're at you can actually add value and if you're on that health journey, hey, bring someone along. Like I totally didn't know I was doing the veggie patch. I still don't know. You're <laughs> doing it pretty well thinks, for someone who doesn't I know. Do. <laughs> yeah, everyone thinks I do. Um, but I'm like, I want to bring other people along with me on this. And whatever level you're at, there's always people who can journey with you. And it's, it's the mentality of like, we could have just kept this within our family. And just, you know, kept doing our backyard thing. I've realized through um, the pandemic and a lot of the lockdown that people actually want to be on a journey together. And sometimes it's just that little bit of support and it's inviting people on that journey with you. Sharing an experience just takes it to a new level. Felicia, it's been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for finding the time to speak to us today. No, thank idea, you for having me. The idea that you've started with, you know, food at the table has become food in the backyard, which has become a food movement in your community is just so inspiring. And um, yeah, we think you're truly amazing. Uh, and we really appreciate oh, thank your time you. joining us today. No, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. It's been a pleasure. Thanks for listening to the In Good Health podcast. To find out more about the work that we do, head over to our website, vichealth.vic.gov.au. Oh, and make sure you check us out on social media under at VicHealth.